A king's welcome. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning. We are moving on today in Luke chapter 19. We're going to be in verses 28 through 44. And this is the passage that um, gives us the account of Jesus' triumphal entry uh, into Jerusalem. And at the end of this passage, Jesus has some words for Jerusalem that in a very powerful way still ring true today. And so this passage is still, uh, as every passage of the Bible, still relevant and speaking to the hearts of people uh, across the world who are in need of recognizing um, their need for a Savior. And uh, we pray that um, the movement of the Holy Spirit would cause eyes to see and hearts to receive the salvation that is available to everyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus. And uh, make that our prayer today and always, that uh, the Spirit would move and hearts would open to the Lord. Um, Before we get into the text, let's take some time with the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, Again, we thank you for your word, and uh, it seems we've been uh, biting off some rather large chunks this week, and uh, we pray that you would give us uh, the clarity of mind and thought to stay with your word today so that we might uh, be open to what your spirit wants to teach us and uh, the impact of your word might be maximized in our hearts. We pray and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is Luke 19, starting in verse 28. After Jesus had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethphage and Bethany at the hill called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Say, The Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead went and found it just as he told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They replied, The Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus, threw their cloaks on the colt, and put Jesus on it. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down, the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the teachers in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. I tell you, he said, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you, even you, had only known on this day what would bring you peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. The days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment against you and encircle you and hem you in on every side. They will dash you to the ground, and you and the children within your walls. They will not leave one stone on another, because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. Now, uh, this is a passage uh, that, if you grew up in the church, you know very well. (laughs) Every church kid ever uh, has celebrated Jesus' triumphal entry on Palm Sunday, 
and probably been a part of some little pageant marching through the church waving palm branches and saying these words, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest or some manner of those words. Um, But the triumphal entry is a powerful moment. It's a turning point, actually, in the text of Luke's gospel. We move from Jesus' active ministry toward, um, we're kind of in the home stretch now, we're moving toward Jerusalem, we're moving toward his arrest and uh, all of the events surrounding his arrest and crucifixion. Um, Jesus continues on teaching and doing the things that he normally does, but from this point on, some pretty serious events are going to unfold in front of Jesus and in front of his disciples. Um, And so this is a turning point. Now, in the excitement and hubbub of arriving in Jerusalem, his disciples, the 12, of course, but also the large group of disciples that followed him and sort of had become devoted to his teachings, Uh, start to celebrate in the streets. They put him on a colt, and he's riding through the streets, and they're throwing a parade. They're waving palm branches and throwing their cloaks on the ground, and they're yelling out, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And uh, so they, uh, they have this parade, and the Pharisees are looking on, And they say to Jesus, teacher, rebuke your disciples, because they recognize what this means. Jesus is being coronated as king of the Jews. Jesus is being coronated the Messiah, and they don't see it. (laughs) And they're miffed by this, and they are serious when they ask Jesus to rebuke his disciples for celebrating him as a king. And Jesus' response is precious and powerful. He says to them, I tell you, If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Uh, So what is Jesus saying there? He says, if you try to silence the worship of my followers, nature will cry out. The stones around you will cry out the praises of God uh, on behalf of my presence. And uh, so he's not backing down. And he's not shrinking away from uh, being identified with what is clearly happening. Clearly, this is a coronation. Clearly, the people are recognizing Jesus as the king of their people. And uh, they may not yet see him as Messiah, uh, the anointed one, but it's likely that they do, or at least some of them do. But the Pharisees get it, and they see what's going on here. And they don't like it one bit because they don't see Jesus as Messiah. They're not making the connection. And they want him to stop. And they want him to call his disciples off. And he refuses. He, uh, he stands up to them and he says, Look, <laughs> I could tell them to stop, but if they stop, the rocks will cry out uh, my praises. And so what a powerful moment that is. It's a powerful confrontation. And that's also a turning point. Things really begin to heat up and their opposition like never before. And as they get closer to Jerusalem, Jesus has some words for Jerusalem. He prophesies over Jerusalem. He says, hey, you are you don't see. If only you had seen. But now your eyes will not see. Uh, it's going to be hidden from you who I am and what I came to do. Um, but there's destruction coming your way. Your enemies are going to get a hold of you, and uh, they're going to leave you. Um, 
they're going to leave you uh, torn apart. He says, they will not leave one stone on another because you did not recognize the time of God's coming to you. They failed to see Jesus as Messiah. They failed to see the kingdom being inaugurated in their presence. And it's a foreshadowing also of the destruction uh, that they would bring to him. Um, But their own destruction was coming. (laughs) And he reminds them of that. Uh, This is a powerful moment. And it uh, moves my heart. And um, as I hear these words that Jesus speaks to Jerusalem, it's my prayer in my my own soul. Lord, let let me not miss you, not one thing about you. Let my eyes be fully open. Um, I pray, Lord, that I don't miss the point. I pray that I don't miss you when you're working. I pray that I don't miss you because I have my own preconceived conception of who you are, even from my reading of Scripture. Lord, I pray that I would have eyes wide open to see you as you are and to receive you as you are, not as I want you to be. And maybe we can collectively, as his followers, make that our prayer together today. All right, my friends, thank you for taking time out of your day to study with us. And I pray that these words would move your hearts. God bless.